Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. You haven't answered a single fucking medical question. The fuck, man? What the fuck, I've man? got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve, exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical provider. He gives me street cred with you wacko alternative medicine people. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my wife, Tacey, who will be here in just uh, about three seconds when this... uh, intro is over. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or you can contact us there or go to our new merchandise store. Now, don't go there. Well, yeah. Cafepress.com slash weird medicine. That's good for you guys. You can get a uh, Bristol stool scale Dr. Steve mug. Rate your stools when you have your cup of joe in the morning. But, you know, we get like literally, I think it's down to like 25 cents. So don't rush over there. But if you want one, it's pretty cool. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right. Please don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon needs and tweakedaudio.com. Offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, for 33% off the best earbuds for the price and the best customer service anywhere. And if you go to drsteve.com in the middle of the page, you will see uh, a link to get um, an archive of all of our shows. It's got about 18 gigs of data on it on a 32-gig hard or thumb drive. Plus, I have, I think, three or four of these face masks left, and then they're all gone. They're weird medicine face masks. They're hor- I mean, they're very well made. <laughs> but, I mean, who would want one? Yep. But um, we got about 100 of them, and we've got three left. Uh, it's, I, I think it's 30 bucks, and I'll ship it to you. I'll get it, I usually get them out within a day or two. I've had a couple that I've delayed, but um, I'll um, get them out to you as quickly as I can. Plus, just some, it's another just stupid thing that we also send with it, So, which is a surprise. And uh, check out Dr. Scott's uh, website at simplyherbals.net.
And here's Tacey. Hello, everyone. I actually meant to say hello, everybody. <laughs> See, it's See, a habit. It's fine. It's a it's perfectly natural fine. thing to say. It's hello, everyone. No, Just I didn't like say Dave it Lando. like that this time, though, did I? <laughs> no. no, I did not. It's fine. So he I'm likes trying it. to be better. I'm trying to be better. It's, I don't want to copy anybody. Well, I mean, you know, I, Although I, I used to catch hell for going to commercials back when we were on, you know, the Saturday Night Virus for copying Howard Stern when I said, you know, we'll be right back after these words. It's like, just like... If you know, if I'm going to copy something, I'll copy, you know, lesbian dialogate or something. Uh, that's just how, I don't know how else you say it. You know, well, we'll be right back after this commercial, I guess. This here commercial. Yep. Well, I d- I didn't mean to say <clears throat> you. That, oh my God! I cannot believe again. you're obsessing about that. Oh my goodness! It's hilarious and it's it's, it's adorable. Not. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello again. It's like uh, Star Trek Discovery, where they had this whole bit this last season about, you know, the captain trying to figure out what a cool thing to say when they're on their way. You know, Kirk's cool thing at the end of, uh, I, I guess it was the first, was it the first Next Generation, where he just said, oh, just go that away or whatever it was. And then Picard would say, make it so. And um, so, you know, it's the same kind of thing. You don't, if you, if you think, if you think about it, try to be cool, it won't be cool. I'm not, See, it's th- hard you're to say it. hello to 10 just or 11 hello. people say at hello. once. <laughs> very good. Okay, very good. You, <laughs> there you go. You said it good in that time, taste. All right. Um, I don't have it. You guys got any news stories today? I'm having a horrible day. I'm making a video for work. This is I had took an administrative day to make a video. I've been working on it all effing day, and I got it all perfect except one place the timing of the um the text wasn't exactly perfect and this is where having ocd and being a perfectionist sometimes it's a good thing this is when it sucks because i could have just let it go but no i had to go fix it and now i have just effed up the whole thing have you ever had a situation where you had a tiny thing that you went to fix and then you just effed it up mm-hmm yeah, usually it's like a little hole in a wall or yeah. something. You're gonna and then you end up taking it. the whole wall down. <laughs> exactly, it's like yeah, or painting the, the whole thing. How the hell do I do that? Tacey, you got any examples of, yeah. of that? Our marriage. You? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, well. Funny. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, we just fight, tried to fix one little thing. And then look at what happened. One well, does, and it just can just spiral too. That's it's right. insane. We were trying to fix that. We, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just about to get myself in big trouble making a joke, and uh, we don't want that. So, uh, what do you got? Okay, I have one article. Scott has none. Just like to point that out. Okay. Hey, there you go. There we go. That um, doubling up on masks adds to obstacle course for COVID particles. Research shows. Yeah, well, that makes sense, right? And this article says that basically wearing two masks Why can not? can give you the same protection as an N95 mask. Whoa. Well, why not wear fourteen then? Well, it says. You you are cautioned against wearing three masks that that may be going too far. <laughs> well, why? Okay. Since that could interfere with the ability to breathe. Excellent. So and did, I, I work out in a mask and it is awful. That sucks, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you work out w- with a mask because where you were going, nobody was wearing them, and then no. the trainer thought he got he had the big C, the C and by in this case the big C meaning COVID. Yeah. Right. So they the had a scare. Yeah. Um, you know, so do they have any data with this? I mean, that's the thing. I, I I posted something on Twitter recently that actually was a pretty conclusive study that showed that mask wearing actually does decrease transmission. And it was, as I've been saying, it ain't 100 percent, but it's enough to get the um, to get the transmission level down far enough. And we're talking about, look, we're not saying drive your car with a mask on. That's asinine. What we're saying is when you're in a situation where you cannot 
socially distance yourself or physically distance yourself from people, put a damn mask on. Yeah. And everybody, if everybody does it, even if it only works 10% of the time, it can decrease the transmission rate enough that we can, we can get rid of this stupid virus, even without a vaccine. Right. Um, now, people say, well, these areas that are locked down, have the, yeah, I, I get it. I'm not in favor of lockdowns. I'm not saying that at all. We're talking about mitigating risk. And right now, while we're waiting for the everybody to get a vaccine, Tacey, have you gotten your vaccine? No, because no. I'm a peon and I'm right. not ready to. And yet. Scott, you got yours? Yeah. So yeah. I, get, I get number two this week. And, you know, one thing I was saying is about 50-50 of the, the people I've, I've seen get the second, the booster shot had some side effects. Some people did, some people didn't. You know, my brother's yeah. in, in the um, EP lab at our hospital and... Mm-hmm. He got his second shot, not a, not nothing. And I had a, another buddy, anesthesiologist. He, he said he was great for about twelve hours, and down for about twenty-four. Yeah, flu-like symptoms. Yeah, hopping from subject to subject. But that's great, though. Um, Is that what you asked me about? <laughs> no, though? no, we were talking. We were talking about getting a shot. We were talking about, I thought it was interesting. No, it Keep is interesting. We were talking about about mitigating risk through mask wearing, and then I just asked you if you'd gotten your shot because the point was. Tacey hadn't got her shot, mm-hmm. and everybody else we know except for you and me have not gotten their shots yet. Would so you like to, would you like we to can, suck my blood? We can certainly dis- discuss um, discuss the adverse effects from the shot, though. I yeah. mean, it is very interesting. But but uh, So while we're waiting for all of this, the, keeping away from each other, not being in crowds, mm-hmm. and when we can't avoid it, Putting on a mask are ways that we can uh, decrease transmission, and uh, the the science is is now pretty conclusive on that. I mean, it's been reasonably conclusive, but these large meta meta analysis studies are now showing that that um, it, it is certainly effective. Because you know, you get people saying, "Well, masks don't work." No, they don't work a hundred percent of the time, but they don't have to. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. That's the whole point. When you have a transmission rate of one person gives it to 1.1 person, if you decrease the uh, the rate by 10%, you've done what you needed to do. So, okay. Well, there's no science in this article other than what I said. Okay. All right. Very interesting. And don't wear three. Right. Don't wear three. So one's not enough. Two is just right. And three is too many. Three is too many. According to this article. Well, you, you know, and Dr. Steve, you, the, yep. one, of the, one of the complaints I hear a lot, and I'm sure you do too, is people don't want to wear it because they can't breathe through their mask. Yeah. Which uh, there's a lot of science out there now that's proved that there is no change in your oxygen levels if you're wearing a mask. And even so, they they studied this in surgeons mm-hmm. going back years. decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is a drop, but it's not perceptible. Right. You know, it, it might be. They went from 96% to 95.4%. Right. So there is, you can detect a drop, but it's not um, making a difference. Now, I guess if you were at, you know, 89.9 and it dropped it down to 89.2, maybe that, you you know, there's always going to be somebody that's mm-hmm. right on that borderline. Mm-hmm. But uh, for for the most part, it is psychological. It is psychological. You put the mask yeah. on and, and, oh, I can't breathe. It's psychological. It's, a, it's anxiety and it's panic. And, you know, the, and the, really the cruddy thing is, is if some of these folks who are the most high risk, the COPD guys and the asthma guys, Helping them to wear their mask, yeah, safely. Those are the ones who really want to protect. And I oh, think, that's right. You know, those are the guys that that say they can't breathe when they have their mask on. Yeah. Them. Well, and they may it's, be right. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Can't breathe yeah. in the first place. No, I know they have a hard enough time. I just I hate it. Um, yeah, people who are at risk still need to be protected. Yep. And uh, our kids went back to school because their study recently showed that there wasn't a single transmission of uh, COVID-19 from a kid to a teacher in some large study. Doesn't mean it's never happened and it still could happen. And then it could it could spread like wildfire among the teachers if they're not being careful. But um, in in schools where kids are wearing masks and staying six feet away from each other. Uh, it's not a problem. So our kids are no longer virtual. They just went back to school full time. And I actually support that. Yes. I support people being able to go to restaurants yes. and be and eat inside. I mean, I, what is New York City doing? You know, um, 
it, I don't know how they're going to come back from this. I really don't. And all these cities that are closing restaurants so people can't eat inside all of those restaurants. Every one of those restaurants is somebody's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's her, they have this it's dream. Her, it's her kids' college funds to be self-employed yeah. and to be creative because um, cooking is an art form, and uh, they wanted to you know be creative and produce things that people are going to like, mm-hmm. and they've just been shut down. Yeah. And I haven't seen compelling evidence that shows that people eating in restaurants are spreading this virus. Mm-hmm. No, if they're mostly eating and drinking. You know, yeah, maybe, now, maybe if there's a lot of loud talking. Yeah, bars. Yeah. And I, I, you can even do a bar right, but sure. you got to do it right. Yep. And that's the thing. When people are drunk AF, yeah. they don't do things right. No. But even then, I haven't seen bar-related super spreader events. Now, there may be some. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. People could sh- send me some, but it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's large crowds. Right. Large crowds that cause the problem. So, uh, yeah, you could do bars right. You can certainly do gyms right. Your gym is doing it right now. Correct, Tace? Don't you feel, I mean, do you feel safe there now? Um, well, there's soap in the bathrooms now. For well, the longest time, there wasn't even that. That was long ago, though, yeah. before COVID-19. No, I'm the only there, one right? who has a mask on, and, and my trainer will wear one with me. But when I'm not there, nobody wears one. Okay, but are they staying apart from each other, though? And then well, wa- and then just, wiping the equipment down afterward and all that it's stuff. It's just so low attended that, um, yeah. yeah, you're able to stay apart. But wiping it down, yeah. Really, right. you don't think it's happening? No. When we were in South South Kakalaki, I was impressed that, and I, you know, fomite transmission, in other words, transmission of the virus from a person to an inanimate object and then from that inanimate object to somebody else, like a door handle. Mm-hmm. Somebody snots on their hand. Mm-hmm opens the door, someone else comes, grabs the door, and then sticks their finger in their mouth because uh, it can't go through your skin. Mm-hmm. It's, you have to – so that's why hand washing and hand sterilizing makes so much sense in this because if you want to eliminate fomite transmission, that's the way to do it. Don't stick your stupid hands in your mouth. Wash your hands before you eat, and uh, you know, don't put your fingers in your eyes and your nose. Anyway – uh, but when I was down there, um, you would bring your – if you went to the grocery store, you would bring your cart to this guy, this guy, and he would completely wipe the whole thing down. And in our grocery store, you just grab your cart, and then they've got wipes there, which I think is also just as good. I was just thinking. What? I was just thinking when you said South Kakalaki, I was like, when were we in South California? Oh. (laughs) So stupid sometimes. Kakalaki. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. Yeah. Can you please stop bullshitting and get to the question? Um, No, actually. You know, I'm I'm enjoying this conversation. But um, what – so anyway. Yeah, it's – Mitigating risk is still where we are. And when we get um, people immunized, either through infection or vaccine, we um, we'll, should see a precipitous drop in cases if we get enough people immune. In our area, we were uh, very close to running out of not equipment, got all the equipment. That's one. Listen, the the previous administration we had no trouble getting a hold of equipment, mm-hmm. you know, ventilators and all that. No problem. What's the shortage is staff. Mm-hmm. And um, we were getting precipitously close, but never got there. We yeah. still had headroom. If that thing had kept going, mm-hmm. uh, that surge had kept going, we, there would have been a problem. But um, now it, we're down, you know, a hundred and some cases. Mm-hmm. In inpatient, and I mean, there's lots of breathing room now. Yep. Just because new, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's are over, right? And now we're th- what three weeks in? Yeah, we're three weeks New Year, after yeah. New Year's. Yeah. That's what we kind of predicted, right? Uh, each of those generations around 14 to 21 days that we'd start to see those numbers coming down. We're really seeing them come down. We should really look. Let's go to COVID.stoutlabs.com. That's our friend Daniel Stout's website, the best, and I'm biased because he's a friend, but it's absolutely the best data visualization site on the Internet. 
And I will take some credit for that because I, um, you know, had something to do with how he's displaying the data with as far as the Bollinger Bands and the uh, simple moving average. But let's do a 20-day simple moving average, and we'll throw those Bollinger Bands in there. And indeed, yeah, we're starting uh, the um, cases are bouncing finally again for the first time in uh, some time against the bottom Bollinger Band, which means that we're, we should be seeing a downward trend very quickly. Um, it's, you know, this is still a leading indicator, so it's not perfect, but when you start seeing things bounce against either the top band or the bottom band, often that will give you an indication that you're in a downward trend and you just can't detect it from the, the current data because it's just so, you know, it's swinging so wildly. So, yeah, on uh, 1-19-21, which is when we're recording this, the uh, case number actually went below the bottom Bollinger Band, so it was two standard devi deviations below the mean of the uh, simple 20-day moving average. So I, I'm predicting a leveling off and a and beginning of a decline of this, um, of this uh, surge, so that's great. And we can go back 300 days and look at this. And you can definitely see three peaks, one broad, slow peak at the beginning, one sharper but still low peak in the middle, and then this monster peak here at the end. And hopefully that'll be the last one. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. All right. Whose is that? That's me. Is that yeah. you? Uh-oh. Oh, do you need to go somewhere? Yes, I do. Mama's got Well, me. you're quite delightful. Thank you for being here. I'll give you... You're welcome for my large contribution today. It was very large. Yes. Thank you. Uh oh, wait, don't do that. Don't do that yet. Okay, now you can do it. <laughs> Thanks, Tace. Thanks, Tace. She's a good Latin. All right, uh, you ready to take some questions? Or did you have a, a a story, Scott? No, the only thing I found has nothing to do with COVID. It oh, it's okay. No, we're not the COVID show. We oh, just no. turned into that. No, no, no. I I thought, well, this is kind of interesting. As I was looking for yeah, stuff got? to read today, was um, um. I think it's good news. New study finds eating and drinking in moderation won't save your life. So why not live in? Why not live every day like it's your last? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's just saying okay, that, so. They're saying. <clears throat> well, you know what I've always said, Scott, is everything in moderation, including, including everything, moderation. including moderation. In other words, sometimes you could just got to blow it out your ass. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this guy was. This, it, it's not a scientific article. Oh well, he was, he was showing it as. That um, even even eating uh, uh, fried foods and drinking alcohol daily kind of wears out your your system and can be difficult for your heart to battle. He says, "Well, I'm looking here at uh, fried food consumption and cardiovascular health: a review of current evidence." Let's just see what the conclusion is. Yeah. In summary, the current review provides enough evidence to suggest adverse health effects with higher frequency of fried food consumption. There you go. And while awaiting confirmation from future studies, it may be advisable for, to the public to consume fried foods in moderation while emphasizing an overall healthy diet. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, I mean, yeah, no, you are what you no, eat. I There's know. no question about that. You know the old saying, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Well, I hadn't heard that. Oh, no, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. Yeah, it's good. Got to eat good. See a penny, pick it up. All the day, you'll have a bright, shiny penny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
for your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Let me see here. Okay, um, does cooking with vegetable oils increase the risk of chronic diseases? Why would that be? Why would someone postulate that? Based on the results of the studies, including the present systematic review, we conclude that, one, the myth that frying foods is generally associated with a higher risk of cardiovascular disease is not supported by the available evidence. Oh, my Virgin olive oil significantly reduces the risk of cardiovascular clinical events based on the results of a large randomized trial that included as part of the intervention the recommendation to use high amounts of virgin olive oil also for frying foods. There you go. And high consumption of fried foods is probably related to a higher risk of weight gain, though the type of oil may perhaps modify this this association. So there you go. So you can, you know, listen, if you are interested in making a point, you can probably find an article somewhere in the medical literature that will support whatever side you want, because this is science. What you're looking for is a preponderance of the evidence and a synthesis of evidence that shows statistically significant uh, benefits one way or the other. And every once in a while, you'll get an outlier and have this person <laughs> saying, oh, it looks pretty good. Let's see. Well, let's, well, let's look at some more. Let's see what else we can have here. <laughs> okay. Consumption of fried foods and the risk of heart failure in the physician's health study. Okay. This is from the Journal of the American Heart Association. Not a crappy, you know, acupuncture journal. I was just, I mean, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh-oh. That's low. That's low. Myself one of those. Okay. Um, our data are consistent with a positive association. Now, this is where that term positive and negative 
can be a problem. Yes. Because we, <laughs> that's a terrible way to start the sins. We use um, uh, the this word differently than our friends who are listening do. Because positive always means a good thing when you're uh, out in the real world. To us, it hardly ever means something uh, good unless someone has a positive attitude or a positive balance in their checking account. Our data are consistent with a positive association, fried food intake frequency with incident heart failure in male physicians. Oh, no. Oh, no. How many male physicians we know that only eat, you know, fried food i mean it's like well i know a bunch of them. i do too <laughs> it's called it's you know what and i think it's all psychological it's just stress eating one of my best friends in the old in the rural town that i that i practiced in a million years ago he was such a funny guy and he was a, a great guy but really just did not have good good uh health habits he didn't smoke but he drank like a fish and we we would bring him to poker games knowing that he would drink a whole thing of what is the the sapphire gin yeah um, sapphire gin, like a whole liter of it yeah but what is the one that is it sat what is that the the square bottle yeah i think it is sapphire the gin yeah anyway but so he would drink we called it um uh, oh um some kind of mouthwash i can't remember like a scope bottle or something like oh that. yeah yeah but uh, yeah, he would drink the whole thing. We'd take all his money because by the end of the night, he was just didn't he didn't know what he was trash, doing. Yeah. And uh, but he was so funny. But I would go to the cafeteria with him, and they would have maybe three kinds of meat. Well, let me have two of the, those sausages, and let me have uh, three pork chops. Put that on the plate, and I'll have some of that turkey. And then uh, put some green beans on the oh, and stuffing. Put you know dressing on there. Oh my gosh! And uh, mashed potatoes. And I'll take some of those lima beans. And there's this is all just mounded up on his plate. And then he would tell him, just take gravy and pour it over the whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was something to watch him eat. Oh. And he is no longer with us. Oh, what's that? But sorry. Uh, and it's very sad. But uh, you know, I remarked on it at the time I'm not saying anything now that I wouldn't have said in public to him when he was still alive oh my goodness all right so yeah physicians doesn't look like they should eat as many fried foods (laughs) no No. well that's about that's uh, moderation baby I'm looking for any other kind of interesting article in that regard no that's it all right you want to take some questions let's do it all right number one thing don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Thank you, Ronnie B. You couldn't be hey, more Dr. right. Steve, this is Josh, the medical student. Hey, Josh. Uh, funny story. You wrote me a uh, reference letter a couple of years ago, which helped me get into medical school. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can't remember if I, surely he had to have done something with us for me to do that. Yeah, I would think I don't, so. I'm not just in the habit of writing letters for people I don't Random know. But, know. Um, yeah, I think I think he did a research project for us or something. Okay. Anyway. And when um, when I was doing my internal medicine rotation, the doctors were talking about Opie and Anthony, and I told them the story, and they were amazed. <laughs> and they basically said that I should have had framed the letter from you. Um, okay. Sure. I mean, I'm sure I still have it. You just – it doesn't work that way, and they should know that. What you do when you write a letter of recommendation for a medical student – uh, or for a student to get in is you have to send it directly to the school. And when you're doing it for a resident, you know, a, a medical student to get residency, it goes electronically to the system and they can't even ever see it. But I'll tell you what, Josh, if you email me, I'll give me your full name. I'll look for that letter. Hell yeah, I'll send it to you. Congratulations, by the way, uh, for getting in and getting through it. And uh, that's really, really cool. And whatever little bit we did to help is awesome. And I got honors on that rotation. I don't know if it was related to that. Of course it was. Um, anyway, um, I texted you asking you about um, how people are going to deal with the mental health, the looming mental health crisis that's going to happen uh, in the wake of coronavirus with all the jobs lost and existential crises. And I was really interested in your story with anxiety when your brother gave you a uh, antipsychotic, actually. Yep. Um, it reminds me of... Um, what I learned from a psychiatrist, which he told me that when people are going for going through grief, when he gives them antipsychotics and their grief goes away, 
he said it's one of the only times he feels like a real doctor. But I was just wondering. Yeah, it's interesting. You don't want people's grief to go away, though. You want them to process it. But uh, there are people with complex grief or complicated grief where it's affecting their lifestyle. You know, it's a person right. that's still holed up in their house. They can't leave their house and they're crying all the time. Six, seven months later, those people uh, really do uh, need need some help. Intervention, sure. By the way, if you had a loved one that was in hospice, and it's a very uplifting, hilarious show today, but um, if you had a loved one that was in hospice and you're having difficulty or you know someone that's having difficulty with complicated grief, all hospice agencies are required to offer bereavement care for up to one year after the patient is gone at no cost to the family. Huh. So please avail yourself of that. Didn't know that. Okay, there you go. Had any other um, things that you could share from your experience, how people deal with anxiety, depression, mental health stuff? I'm about to start residency. I'm going to be seeing patients with these issues, and I would love to know from your experience. Thank you very much, and I love the show. Hey, cool, man. Hey, thanks. Yeah, um, so Valium and Librium and Xanax and those kinds of things didn't even exist before the 1960s. And, I, I'm, you know, that's what um, Mama's Little Pill, what's that Stone song? Mama's Little Helper. Little Helper, yeah. you know, because there were a lot of women. But they didn't know the doses, right? And I right. know there were a lot of women back then that were just shit-faced. Yes. <laughs> and... Um, you know, they were a lot more safer, uh, a lot more safer. They were a lot more safer. They were a lot safer. i got a good big Joe story for you, too, remind me. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Then the uh, older drugs, the thing, you know, before that, they would give barbiturates. Yep. And then they had this drug called Milktown, which was also, um, uh, its trade name was Meprobamate. Never heard of it. Well, it was one of the most addictive substances that we had. And um, it was a tranquilizer, and it worked really well, but it was extremely habit-forming. Mm. And then um, the manufacturers, when it got sort of take voluntarily taken off the market, wanted to know what to do with this drug because they'd invest a lot of money in it. And I'm just – this part, I'm pre- surmising this is what happened. <laughs> and uh, they said, well, we have this pro-drug, Carissa Prodol, and they marketed it as a, as a muscle relaxer. And so you can still get this drug, but you have to take the pro drug because it's metabolized by the liver into meprobamate. And I believe that is correct. That's the story I've been telling for the last bunch of years. And I just realized I don't really have a whole lot to back that up. So if anybody <laughs> um, look up Carissa Prodol metabolite, will sure. you? just so that I know I'm not just saying something completely idiotic. And uh uh, Carissa, C-A-R-I-S-O-P-R-O-D-O-L, Carissa Prodol metabolites. And then there was this other thing called glu- uh, glutethamide, which I've really uh, never heard of. And uh, they'd been prescribed for years. And then, you know, benzodiazepines were really popular, uh, but people had issues with um, with the habit-forming nature of these drugs in the sense that you take them for anxiety, they work great, and you keep taking them, and then when they wear off, your anxiety just automatically comes back, and it's really your body just wanting more of the benzodiazepine. And so a lot of uh, providers now are loath to prescribe these because for long-term anxiety, they really don't help. They're okay for short-term. you got a problem getting on the plane, and you take a Xanax to to get through your uh, you know, airplane phobia because you have to get on the plane, that's one thing. But to just give them on and on and on and on can be an issue for a lot of people. They're also really good for um, uh, muscle relaxation. So diazepam or Valium is, is probably the best muscle relaxer we have. Did you find mm-hmm. the answer? Is that Soma? It, yeah, I was trying not to say the trade name. Oh, well, I mean, you know. Okay. <clears throat> Everybody else can Google it. It's not like I do. Well, no, you just said it, so now they don't have to. I'm well, trying not to get, you know, in, in trouble from the with the manufacturer. Well, we're not saying anything bad about it. Well, I just said it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so is it is it metabolized to uh, to meprobamate? That's my question. I'm looking. I'm oh, looking. my God. I'm looking. Okay. You and Joanne. Um, 
Hey, man, listen. Okay. I told you I had never heard of that. I'm looking it up for you. No, but you were raising it. You were like going like you were ready. And I'm like, oh, he's got the answer. Um, and then you just gave an answer I didn't ask for that might get us in trouble, so I'm going to beep it. But anyway, um, so, yeah, the benzodiazepines were commonly prescribed to treat anxiety and panic disorder. But um, what they found is there are other, you know, treatments that are more effective than benzodiazepines without the without all of the issues that that go down with uh, benzodiazepines uh, the FDA requires benzodiazepines to have a strong warning regarding the risks of dependency addiction withdrawal syndrome so anyway so what what can we use instead um, there are other medications what they found was that for anxiety antidepressants work just as well, if not better, but they work best if you start them first, not try to move somebody off the Xanax onto this. So it's it's better to try to prevent the... the uh, and I see, I've been saying Xanax the whole time. That's a brand name too, so that's, you know, uh, that's on me. Uh, Alprazolam is what I mean to say. And it, it, if you start on an SSRI type uh, antidepressant like sertraline, or um, uh, flu uh, or um, fluoxetine, it's just as effective and it's safer in the sense that you don't have that habituation. Um, there are other drugs like buspirone. Uh, it is used in the treatment of chronic anxiety. I've had mixed results with it. It's not habit forming. Um, I, I would say probably about 30% of the people that I put on that actually get a good result, although 30% isn't anything to sneeze at. Mm -hmm. you know? no. uh, antihistamines are used for anxiety, but I wouldn't take them chronically because we talked several shows ago that chronic use of antihistamines is associated with an increased risk of dementia. So let's talk about non-pharmacologic stuff. Do you have that answer? Yeah, just, it, it oh, does. Okay. It, 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 it's converted inside the liver to... Probamate. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So carisoprodol is metabolized into meprobamate. So the the manufacturer, obviously, it's not like they didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So we were putting people on that medication and uh, finding out that people couldn't get off of it. And that was why, because of its metabolite. But anyway, it's a very good muscle relaxer. And if you need it, you need it. But uh, talk to your uh, prescriber. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just describing what goes on with it. Yeah, but I never see that anymore. Do you? No. Yeah. no I'm, my practice is fully carisoprodol and meprobamate free at this point. It mm -hmm. has been for some time because there are other things that are yeah, out there. Yeah, they work pretty well without yeah. the side effects. Yep, yep. yep. So let's talk a little bit about non-pharmacologic treatments for anxiety. Scott, you want to talk about yoga a little bit? Sure. Yoga... Yoga, and of course, there's a thousand different kinds of yoga. They're just like the medications. Try the one and use the one that works best for you. I'm a huge fan of a style called yin yoga, Y-I-N yoga, yin yoga. It's you, you sit and you stretch and you breathe. It's no poses. There are no... Oh, really? No, there's no kind of crazy... Um, that sounds um, terrible. You no, know, no, it's it's it, for me, it's the best because it's, it's... It's more meditative. It's much more meditative, right? Yeah. Um, but But... Uh, you know, I love you. I love I love exercising. I think you know, walking yeah. dogs and things of that nature. Getting you know, and, and get getting sunshine, f the f early morning sunshine supposedly helps to increase your vitamin D levels more quickly than sunshine in the evening. You know, um, the acupuncture honestly helps extremely well with anxiety and and uh, depression. Really, the needles when you, st when you I, I, will, I will attest to yeah, this yeah. that the way Scott does it I don't know if everybody does it the way you do it yeah. but it's first off Scott has this really soothing voice I'm not going to call it sexy because that would be weird, be weird but yeah. a lot of you know there are people out there both men and women who would characterize it that way but it's very soft and mm -hmm. and soothing he's got a really good um, uh, uh, bedside manner and when he puts those needles in, first they don't hurt, and then he turns on like, like meditation yeah. music yeah. and turns the lights down, and lets you just lay there for twenty minutes, and it's an incredibly relaxing environment. It's almost like sensory deprivation. You're not you're not mm. floating in a saline bath, but um, pretty darn close. It's twenty minutes when nobody can 
interrupt you and bother you. Yep. Yeah, and I and, and I do something. I got to stand. Most up. yeah, most folks don't do, Doctor Steve. Is I do I do a, a thing called craniosacral manipulation. So I do a really gentle um, craniosacral massage on the head. It's oh yeah. A, it's kind of a stretching thing. Um, it's a touch. Um, it's a touch of the, of the no no it's okay. it's touch. I can't sit one more minute I've been sitting all, all, no my ass is oh ass me. is sorry yeah. but the craniosacral there manipulation is a it's it, it's a very gentle um, scalp massage lack of a better term okay that's kind of how I do it and that also helps lower anxiety and helps to get people um, you know the, the the touch goes a long way you know as well as I do um, just being touched yes just a doctor touching a patient I don't care if it's you know, a pat on the shoulder, or what, or just poking on their elbow because their elbow hurts. There have it, been it does studies make a difference. It does that make a show that patients who get touched during the encounter feel better than people who were never touched. Yes, even if you just put your hand on their shoulder. Yes, and we don't shake hands anymore. Nope. Um, but you know, when I put the stethoscope on or any of that kind of stuff, that actually has a therapeutic effect, and it's very strange. But people just want that physical connection. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge. Not difference. everybody. Not everybody, but 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 as you said, in most cases, so there's those are those are great options, you know, Doctor Steve. We we've talked a, a lot about the meditational breathing. Yep. Sometimes a a measured breathing is good. A square breathing is good. But you know, sometimes I teach people not to try and breathe because sometimes the counting stresses them out. Yeah, because they're, they're not counting properly. I'm not doing it. Yeah, right. I, I, I it was three, was it four seconds or or, or counting right. four? So I don't even do that. Sometimes I just talk about well the. Um, if you, uh, this is a reason to buy a virtual reality helmet as long as it's an Oculus. Mm-hmm. This isn't a commercial for them, but it is an endorsement of the highest degree from me. Is you get an Oculus Quest or a Quest Two, or if you can dig up an Oculus Go somewhere uh, and get the Trip app, T R I P P. They got a free trial, mm-hmm. and you can. Uh, that's the focus module but the focus module is still pretty cool and then if you get the whole thing don't get do the month to month just buy the lifetime subscription i think it's 19 bucks or you can pay three bucks a month it is crazy yeah, buy it out just buy the lifetime subscription yep. use the offer code dr steve i this is not a commercial i don't get anything from that it's just that the owner or the ceo of the company was on our show and she liked the conversation so much that she created a discount code for our listeners to uh, try it out. And um, if you use that code, you get 20% off or something like that. But anyway, uh, if if meditation sounds too namby-pamby for mm-hmm. you, this is not. This is sort of a psychedelic uh, experience. It's a trip. It's other otherworldly <laughs> experience. <laughs> but it is also a true meditative experience. And it is it will take your anxiety level from a ten down to a two. Mm-hmm. I, uh, without being too specific, we've used it in the chemotherapy before COVID mm-hmm. when we could take a helmet off of one person, clean it off, and put it on somebody else, which I'm loath to do right now, till we can get actual disposable, you know, helmet parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we would have people in the chemo suite that were just crawling out of their skin they were so nervous they had cancer and they're in this new environment and there's people all around sticking them with needles and stuff you slap that thing on their head and their anxiety level would go down it was just as incredible i gave them a shot of alprazolam or lorazepam you know it's incredible yeah so there are a lot of other a lot of non-pharmacological options yep. that are viable and, and cognitive behavioral therapy i love that you know i love that's what i did yep. that was one of you know my what my brother gave me was this medication called combid which had compazine which is we use it now as an anti-emetic in other words for an anti-nausea medication but um, when it first came out, it was marketed as an antipsychotic. And then the, it had another drug in it, and I can never remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But that just allowed me to know that I could be normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it made me feel so normal without any side effects that I realized, oh, I could be normal again. But then I had to pursue cognitive behavioral therapy yes. to get the, to make it actually go away so that it didn't happen anymore. So cognitive behavioral therapy, just look that up. You want a good Ph.D. 
Uh, cognitive behavioral therapists, uh, licensed uh, clinical social workers are okay too, if they, um, you know, if they That's specialize the in yep. in anxiety. Yep. Some of them do more marital counseling and stuff like that. So you just got to ask them, you know, do you treat anxiety? And uh, it, that can cognitive behavioral therapy has been found in studies to be a, as effective as benzodiazepines, and its impact lasts longer, and there's no adverse effects from it. And you unless you fall good... in love with your therapist, and then there's a problem. Yeah, that but... happens. <laughs> it does happen. It does happen. But you know, but then, but th- that I think empowers people to to like you said, it makes you feel like you actually can get better. Yep. You do have some control. Yep, and that goes a long way to healing. And, you know, there a couple of studies have shown that cognitive behavioral therapy plus drug may be better than either one alone. Yes. And that's certainly true for depression, I, I some for that, anxiety. Yeah. But uh, for some ang- ang- patients with anxiety, and particularly those with insomnia, um, doing it with the drug makes the cognitive behavioral therapy less effective because people know that they can fall back on taking a pill. So those folks are still better off just doing cognitive behavioral therapy. Yes. And that is short-term therapy. We're not talking about Freudian analysis. You're not <laughs> laying on a, on a couch. In a fetal position crying. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> talking about, you know, your dreams about your father or anything. It's... Um, it's you. It's short term talking about. And when they say behavioral, it's not necessarily external behaviors. It's internal behaviors, mm-hmm. changing those scripts inside your head, yes. and that makes the biggest difference. That's why you know I use that Noom. Yes. Um, which you can check out at noom.drsteve.com, by the way. But um, I, I Noom is basically cognitive behavioral therapy in app form mm-hmm. for food. Mm-hmm. And so it's changed my relationship with food. It's changed my internal scripts when it comes to food. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing this, therefore I got to eat that. Same thing with smoking. I just finished eating. Now I got to smoke. I just finished, you know, voiding or emptying my bowels. Now yeah. I got to smoke. <laughs> you know, I just yes. woke up. Now I got to smoke. Those are all scripts. They're triggers and then scripts. The trigger is, you know, sets an action and then the script says what the action is. Yep. I'm going to light this thing up. I'm going to inhale it. And I'm going to feel better. Flick between my legs <laughs> and I'm going to every once in a while burn the tip of the. <laughs> The, the organ that motivates me the most. <laughs> so, anyway. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Good question, though. Yeah, good question. Took up 90% of the show. Let's see here. Um... Hey, Dr. Steve. This is the uh, swinger guy again. Uh, I had a question I keep thinking about. I keep forgetting to call you about is um, um, right before the pandemic hit in the States when uh, my wife and I were in temptation, uh, one one thing that I noticed was uh, a lot of the, um, I guess uh, they were older gentlemen that were taking naps throughout the midday, uh, like had raging erections in their sleep. And uh, one question that I had was that most likely due to uh, intake of... Wait, where was he seeing this? On vacation, he and his wife? He was... He was seeing other men having erections while they were sleeping. I, I, well, I got very naps, confused. Yeah. yeah, I am too. Is that what he said? We might have to hear that. I got to run that. <laughs> that were taking naps throughout wait, the mid. I noticed was uh, a lot of the. Um, I guess uh, they were older gentlemen that were taking naps throughout the midday, uh, like had raging erections in their sleep. Where is he seeing this? I thought he said maybe he and his wife were on vacation. Is that right? And there's, he's seeing older men <laughs> getting giant I guess rods. They're, I, I while guess they're, they're laying by the they're laying by the pool taking an afternoon nap. Maybe. <laughs> why is? <laughs> or he, they're on the beach? Why is he looking at that? <laughs> oh I mean, I've been okay. Well, anyway, I'm gonna yeah, let's, uh, see. I have OCD. See where this goes. Let's leave, let's I have ADHD, and I just saw a shiny object. Squirrel. And uh, one question that I had was that most likely due to uh, intake of Viagra or Cialis, or, um, as, as I understand, that an erection is actually a relaxation of the muscle, and maybe that information is incorrect. Um, is that just what happens when we fall asleep? I mean, I know we wake up a lot of times with, quote-unquote, morning wood, but uh, so that's my question is, 
Yeah, okay, I got it. So, yeah, nocturnal penile tumescence. These are erections that happen throughout sleep, and it tends to happen, well, not tends to, it happens during rapid eye motion sleep, and that's the phase when, when we dream. And when certain areas of the brain are activated that uh, stimulate this parasympathetic nervous system, we've got a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. This is so-called autonomic nervous system. And the way I memorized it in medical school for the medical students out there is point and shoot. So the parasympathetic nervous system is involved in creating an erection the sympathetic nervous system is involved in ejaculation Mm -hmm. okay so you have these two nervous systems next to each other along with the uh, sensory nervous system and the motor nerves so there's really four right and uh, but so when the brain stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system uh you um and then you dampen the sympathetic nervous system if that, if that nervous system is involved in making erections, you're going to make an erection, mm-hmm. okay? And the relaxation he's talking about is the muscles that constrict the arteries going into the penis so that when they open up, then more blood flows in, less flows out. And so when you put more in than can flow out, you get an erection. Mm-hmm. Now, the... The sheath around the penis is cylindrical, and it's expansile up to a certain point. Of course, if it was infinitely expansile, you'd just get a big, giant balloon dick, mm-hmm. right? But instead, it can it will stretch a little bit in one direction and a lot in the other direction, so you get a cylindrical or mm-hmm. roughly cylindrical um, um, meaty erection mm-hmm. from, from that activity. And... Um, the one of the things people will get in the morning is they have to also void their bladder. So in the morning, right before you wake up, you always had these crazy dreams right before you wake up, right? Oh, yeah. So people are in REM sleep, but also they got to void their bladder. And one of the things that um, the body doesn't want to do is is wet the bed mm-hmm. because in the caveman days, you know, you wanted to have all your waste products in one place so that the animals wouldn't know where you were sleeping. Right. So. Uh, and it's very difficult if you ever try to do this to urinate through a raging erection. <laughs> so that is the one mechanism the body can use, give you a giant erection, and also helps to clamp down on that sphincter at the end of the bladder so that you're not peeing yourself. Right. So that's kind of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And plus, if they're a bunch of old dudes, maybe they are taking a bunch of... Well, yeah, but <laughs> I've been to the beach. I never look at, oh, there's an old dude taking a bath. Let me see if he has an erection. No, no. So unless these guys were, you know, they were grabbing themselves or something. Yeah, maybe. Okay, don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com for all your online shopping needs. And uh, the roadie gu- uh, guitar tuner is on there as well. And you can just click on there and get one. And it is outstanding. If you either you have a stringed instrument mandolin guitar weird tunings you can set up your own tunings you can do open g whatever you want this thing will do it and then they've got the roadie bass for those of us that are cool that play the bass uh uh, and they're very inexpensive i thought this thing would be three or four hundred bucks it's you know it's less than 130 Mm -hmm. which is outstanding for what it does um and uh you can check out dr scott's website at simplyherbals.net too don't forget that and um, all right, so thanks always go to Dr. Scott. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Tacey. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Opcharsky, Chowdy1008, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Chris's sister, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett, Bernie and, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, the Port Charlotte whore, and all of those who supported this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to all of you, our listeners, whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job somewhat easier. Uh, Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, 
check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.